Welcome to The Brain Unwired. On this podcast, we discuss all things brain-related, from psychology and neuroscience to mental health and general well-being. You're listening to your favourite brain enthusiast, myself, Lucy. Me, Hadisa. And me, Chioma. Thank you for tuning in. So we're back with another episode. Today we're going to be discussing narcissism in all its glory. I'm here with Lucy and Hadisa and um, yeah, let's get started. So just to start off with, um, I'll give like a quick little definition of what narcissism is, if anyone hasn't heard of this before. The definition I've got is specifically for narcissistic personality disorder, which is where the term, I guess, originally came from. Narcissistic personality disorder is one of the several types of personality disorders, which is a mental condition that people have. It means that they have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. They can often have troubled relationships and they also lack empathy for others. Um, There are actually two different types of narcissism. So this isn't just the personality disorder, but the actual trait. There is grandiose narcissism, where people with this behavior are more likely to be treated as if they were superior or above others during their childhood, which then leads to this narcissistic trait developing. They can often be more aggressive and dominant. And then you also have vulnerable narcissism. And this behavior is usually the result of childhood neglect or abuse. And people with this trait are more likely to be sensitive and their narcissistic behavior is used to protect them. From others and feelings of inadequacy. <laughs> Narcissism has uh, comes from um, Greek mythology mm-hmm. originally. Yes, I, I read about this in my, my most recent book. Yeah, so it's the story of Narcissus. Oh yeah, basically he was like, I don't know, wandering in the woods or whatnot and like mm. all these um, wood fairies and whatnot, they were like they fell in love with him, like the, the look of him, whatever, they'd always try and like um, be with him but he constantly like turn them down like you know I, I would rather die than like be with you um mm. and then so obviously someone um prayed to the gods to say like I hope that someone treats him the way that he's all of us that you know he um that gods listens and yeah he was laying by like a piece into the water and saw his reflection and he like fell in love um and he'd keep like putting his hands into the water to try and like like grasp this this reflection that he was seeing. But obviously, it's, it's like it's not it's not a real entity. Like it's just it's his reflection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he eventually like if if he would look away, he's he's losing what he loves. So obviously, he just stayed by that pool constantly, just like staring at his. Wow. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> loved himself. Like yeah. that's where it, that's where it comes from. Mm. Okay. What what is the book that you read? Sorry. Oh, that one. That one was called. Um... <laughs> Don't judge me. It's called The Art no, of not... Seduction. <laughs> oh, is it? By who? Uh, Robert Green. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah. If you, have you heard of um, The 48 Laws of Power? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same, same author. It's basically a book on uh, manipulation, like how, basically how to manipulate people and get them to like fall in love with you. But it's, it is yeah. interesting to read. But to be honest, like narcissists are very 
it's as though they have you know really studied the art of seduction because no, they're yeah. good at it do you know what I mean yeah so it doesn't even surprise me like that they're able to seduce people like that in, in like various different ways not just like love but just to like get what no, they want yeah yeah literally so yeah d- did you sorry did you cover the two types of narcissism there are two types of narcissism um I guess like the narcissism that everyone thinks about when they think of the word um just in terms of like being in love with yourself and like being very grandiose and overly confident and you know very extroverted yeah like you'd be able to spot them in the room exactly yeah but then you know also there's a very fine line in it between like someone who's narcissistic and someone who's just like very confident and um like extroverted but I feel like I feel like you probably have to spend some time with a person to understand whether they are actually like narcissistic or it's just they just have like some traits that mirror narcissism mm. do you know what I mean because it's not always necessarily negative yeah, um, but I think like obviously it gets dangerous when it's used for control mm-hmm. um yeah so there's that type of narcissism but there's also covert narcissism and I think Lucy you know more you know about this I think with like covert one it's like they're not as <laughs> obvious um so that I think they're more likely to be like introverted um, and quiet and a lot more subtle in the ways that they like they act. Um, yeah. Obviously they still have the same, they still have the same uh, traits as someone who's like over, like there's still the same like inflated sense of importance. It's like literally the same. It's just the way they go about it. Um, yeah. It's different and it can be, it can be harder yeah. to spot. Mm. Apparently it's, they, they make you feel sorry for them or they make you feel like empathy towards so, so that like they can use that playing the victim like, yeah exactly yeah essentially so they can use that to control you but that like that is that's that's scary you know though, i mean narcissists they do they do gravitate towards like caring people that's very true that's very just easy because they're easier to like manipulate what are some signs of narcissism um that you guys have gathered then there's, there's quite a few like different traits and signs and um, one I've got is basically touching upon what Lucy said so like one of the most common traits is manipulative behavior so like a narcissist will like try and please you impress you um until eventually like their own needs always come first and like when relating to other people like they'll always try and keep people at, like a certain distance in order to maintain control see that <laughs> that's an interesting point because you said that they will do anything to get your like attention and stuff like that. Wait, what, say, say that again, sorry. I said um, a common trait is narcissists will try, at first they'll try to like imp- um, please you and like impress you. And that's then- it, please you and impress you. Yeah. That's it, please you impress you. Because like, if you think about the beginning of relationships and stuff, um, it's a common thing for them to love bomb. It's called yeah, love, bombing, love bombing. Where they um, shower you with like, the most amount of affection that you would want like they're literally hitting every single love language out there like constantly giving you attention like they they seem like the most perfect person but then you know it's just it's just a way for them to like hook you in yeah literally mm. it's like once, they, once they've got you sucked in then it becomes easier to exploit you because you're already like you already feel some kind of like 
connection or like sense of belonging with them or whatever yeah like invested also like I guess just when you said that it makes me think of um like grooming yeah yeah um in terms of like I don't know gangs and you know just any sort of grooming as well they use the same sort of tactics yeah. do you think it's um do you think we're like more susceptible to like um being vulnerable to love bombing because of like how relationships and dating is these days <laughs> hard to like keep people's mean? attention and stuff so like when someone does finally do it you're literally like I... love heart eyes like oh my god <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah, because people are so quick to ghost and when they actually don't and they <laughs> stick around and they give you some attention, it's like, oh my God, even though it's like a bare minimum. Yeah. Because I always think like, oh, if I was, if someone was like proper like showering me with like all this like love and affection, I feel like I would be, it'd be a red alert for me. But then thinking like if I was actually in that situation, it would be like, oh, this is, this is nice. Like, this is refreshing rather than running away. Definitely. But I think, I think you kind of know, like, I, f- I feel like there's a healthy level. If someone's doing, like, way too much too soon, then you know that there's something off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, when they tell you they love you, like, <laughs> it's been, like, a few weeks or... <laughs> I feel like, like, not for everyone, like, not everyone might be able to actually, like, re- notice that or, like, notice those signs. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, I think also, like, probably your experiences with people prior comes into play a lot as to whether like you'll see that it's like a red flag or not I don't know if I'd necessarily see it as a red flag but I would find it like really overwhelming like I don't think I'd know how to react I'd probably get like really awkward what if someone told you they loved you like really quick well no I meant like if someone was like showering me with like loads of gifts and like loads of love and affection like very very early on I feel like the gifts fine gifts Uh are nice but like overly lovey that would (laughs) put me off to be honest like if I barely know them it wouldn't make me want to latch onto them more because I don't know it just makes me cringe a little bit no but like like we were saying before in terms of like being able to seduce you like I feel like they can read people very well in terms of like knowing when good the good time is or knowing like where you're at in relation to like them so they know know what type of victim you are yeah Yeah. exactly and they know like like uh, what like are you are you starting to fall in love now? Are you sort of kind of, I don't know, on on the edge yeah. a little bit? Are you kind of like how like on the scale of liking them, like how yeah. like where you are in that? So they and they'll know, know when when it when to start like playing hot and cold and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when they can Yeah. And I feel like you don't on on you don't see like the negative signs until until like a, a bit later. Like it's definitely yeah, too deep. You're a bit too yeah different. once you're invested that's when you start seeing like the bad signs mm. so other things other things to look out for to make everything about them when you're talking to them you can know you know notice that they're not really listening like they may respond to you but like they don't respond like a normal person <laughs> like, <laughs> like, normally, like if you have a conversation the other person would you know probe you maybe say oh you know that's interesting and ask you like more leading questions about whatever it is you've spoken about but they'll just reply with something about them or like kind of shut you down yeah I I know that some with some people they'll 
do that just to try and like relate to you and just to show us like you know we can have we have some like, like common ground but it's like how do you distinguish between that and someone being like narcissistic I get that but if it's all the time when someone's narcissistic or they have that trait I feel like it would be like a common thing that they would do and they they probably wouldn't even be aware of it whereas like I don't know like I feel like the average person probably doesn't do that all the time like not everything can be related back to you usually but also another trait um is like a lack of empathy so a lot of narcissists um they'll be like unwilling or unable to empathize with like the needs wants or feelings of others and it also makes it like really difficult for them to take responsibility for their own behavior so they could behave in like a negative manner towards you um whether that's like lashing out and then they'll say things like look what you've made me done look what you've made me do or because of you i'm like feeling this way instead of taking accountability yeah 100 percent I feel like the empathy one as well like that's that can be really subtle because they might express the fact that like you know loads of people are dying in the world and this is happening this is happening and they express like you know um kind of care towards that if that makes sense like it might be they, they might they might have empathy or kind of act like they have empathy in that sense but when it actually comes down to having empathy with like within their relationships Mm -hmm. that's where they lack like you said you have an argument and and then they or they've done something and they can't take responsibility for it like yeah because they'll they'll be like oh oh sorry sorry I was angry but but they'll just flip it on you and then you'll end up you you, you made me angry I'm sorry but you made me angry (laughs) (laughs) and then you'll end up apologizing for something that you didn't even do yeah do do you think that there are some narcissists who are empathetic yeah prob- uh, probably I mean it depends like narcissism is probably a spectrum yeah, um, yeah, yeah I guess like I think a lot of people may have traits but mm-hmm. I think if you're talking about narcissistic personality disorder where it's it's disorder, then, yeah yeah then maybe not I think that's like a key element of narcissism like the fact that they lack empathy because yeah, I guess that's different like that's a whole like personality disorder versus someone just having like the traits of it so yeah it's probably like a bit more extreme but what about um like narcissistic like parenting for example because that would be like like very very different to how maybe like a narcissist would be in like a romantic relationship so like mm. like a narcissist parent for example is probably more likely to be like overly possessive of like their young children and like see their children as like an extension of themselves and like their mm. children become like a source of like self-esteem for the parent so then the child always feels like a sense of like I need to impress mum or dad or I need to act this way that way or another which can lead to like the child developing like anxiety pushing away their own personality mm. in order to like please their parents yeah so. just, they'll just believe they're not not like not good enough yeah yeah essentially I think Mm -hmm. I think with narcissistic parenting I don't think that's like spoken about enough I feel like when you talk about narcissism everyone kind of thinks about it from like a romantic relationship um context yeah that's very very true yeah that's very true um apparently with um narcissistic parenting as well they often have like a scapegoat child and then like a child that is like 
the perfect one. Oh, really? So there's one, there'll be, um, yeah, so there'll be like one child where they blame everything on and, you know, that's the child that I guess they don't really like that much or, you know, all the frustration is centred on that one child. And then, you know, yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah, I've heard that before. But I'm, I'm, I know that, (laughs) I know that, you know, favourites and stuff with, with parents and children is a common thing. So, like, I don't even know how you would differentiate all the time. But I guess it would be, be, probably be quite intense. Yeah, and it's something that would, like, happen for years. But I was also going to say, like, what you said is true with, like, the scapegoat child and then the... What was, what was the second thing you said? Like, the preferred child. Mm. Yeah, because usually, like, when someone's growing up with, like, narcissistic parents... Um, the children don't usually think there's anything wrong because like to them like that's the norm so the scapegoat child for example they probably just think like this is just how like mum and dad are and then the child that's getting treated great also thinks that like that's normal that's true but yeah I agree I definitely don't hear about narcissistic parenting that much no and then it really can influence like attachment type isn't it yeah what at least like what like, yeah, like, securely sure. attached yeah I was like, if you're completely like independent um, and not like relying on anyone or trusting anyone, or you're either um, so like relying on someone and so like clingy and just constantly like needing their attention and like reassurance. So I feel like it would be like either one of the spectrum mm-hmm. as yeah, a result actually. of narcissistic parenting. I have a question for everyone. Do you think, yeah, that narcissism? Is, is like a is is sorry let me say that again do you think narcissism has increased in like modern in this modern era with like social media and internet and instagram and twitter and things like that in a sense i'm not even gonna lie yeah like, go on. people people love the images these days people love the images these days like people <laughs> they won't go somewhere yeah um without feeling the need to like take a photo of themselves like looking good like they just like, I don't know how to, how, how yeah. to explain it like yeah. you know yeah, what, yeah. Do you know where I'm coming from yeah yeah 100% it's like they're constantly just like looking in the mirror it's like you'll be spending time with someone and they're just checking themselves out constantly like on <laughs> in their phone camera and it's like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like they'll actually be like kind of like posing just just to themselves they're not even taking like a photo or whatever like they're literally looking in the camera they're just like yeah oh, I'm, I'm just explaining to you guys like no one obviously there's nothing wrong with loving your image like we should all like love our images because I feel like too many of us have like insecurities that we we should we shouldn't ha- we shouldn't have we should just love ourselves but I feel like there's it's excessive these days yeah no I agree with that it's like you'll go out and everything will be a photo shoot however um to answer your question Hadisa what do I think um I think so I think it has increased narcissism but um in the way Lucy said yeah but also in another way because I feel like with like social media and things and just the internet and phones I feel like it's a lot easier for um people with that trait to maybe like manipulate romantic partners because they don't have to do it in person like you can do it like via text or like even just telling your partner that like you have to check their phone or um, like trying to control who they text or like the numbers they have on their phone who they follow on social media who they don't follow on social media so I feel like there's more avenues yeah. or even like 
you know, even like leaving someone on red for ages, like people can do that as a form of yeah. like, the narcissism, like that's true kind of like control like just showing yeah. you that they're, they're the one that's in control like if you're smaller than them like you're, they're gonna reply when when it suits them like mm. there's a whole like, like control, control dynamic thing that comes with like dating in it like especially like talking stages um like oh like when should I rep- reply I don't want him to feel like I'm oh, yeah. um, so kind of like, vulnerable or weak or something like I need to be in control of the situation like like, it's long. Like they will, actually, they will legit long. see the message. Um, you know what? I'll reply in like three hours' time. Or I'm not going to reply till this evening, even though they've seen it. Yeah, I I think um narcissism has increased with the invention of like technology and social media and everything as well. I think I think you know when you come across like people's Instagrams and it's literally just pictures of like like just selfies and stuff like that. And it's like that I get it, but it's also I don't know all your validation is coming from like people liking the way you look and then you're just going to be thinking about the way you look and then you're just going to love the way you look but like you should but like too much mm. Do you know it's I mean? kind of come from a place where it's like we're we're not valued unless we we look good it's like look at look at the look at look at the female um role models female even male role models ro- ro- sorry i can't even speak <laughs> look at them <laughs> the role models in society uh, who are they like who are the people with the most followers they're the ones who like look the best like kim kardashian like kim k that yeah yeah them lot. not like someone who's actually actually done anything useful do you know what i mean but then there's also kind of like some science behind that though isn't it because like innately we as human beings we like looking at things that are like attractive or like like pleasing on the eye that's where the whole term like pretty privilege came from because it's true like people who are more conventionally pretty let's say they do have like subtle privileges in society whether they like it or not like even just maybe being more favorable for like a job interview or something like there's a lot of nuances that is true yeah like I think I agree with the whole um like selfie thing although at the same time my old Instagram had a lot of selfies and I did like that (laughs) but for me it was (laughs) most of the time I don't wear makeup (laughs) So when I have makeup on, I like to take a picture because it's literally like so few and far between that I'm like, let me document this. Like the one time I actually look nice. So there was a show on BBC about coercive control. I think it was called, what was it called? Coercive control. Wasn't there like a longer title? I don't know. Uh, like just so people can find it if they want to watch it. But yeah, it was just about um, coercive control, which I guess can be linked oh, wait, to it was called. It was called, is this coercive control? That's yeah. it. <clears throat> Where people were like shown clips um, and they were like a group of 18 to 25 year olds um, just talking about like the behaviour that they saw in the clip and what they thought about it, whether they thought it was like manipulation and control, um, and or like who was not. in the right and who was in the wrong exactly yeah um so yeah no it was a really interesting show I definitely recommend like people to watch it because it's quite shocking what you would maybe not class as manipulation but probably is um and it just goes to show like what has been normalized um to be like normal behavior when it actually isn't 
Mm-hmm. So what like what did you guys think about the show? Like what stuck out to you? I thought it was it was really interesting, and there was a point that a lot of people kept bringing up um, where they'd say that because there's a point in the in the clip where the guy um, smashed the plate, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it seems that that would be the the point in which people would be like, oh, hold on a second, something's not right. Even though leading up to that point, there were so many moments like that were like red flags. But it seemed like, why is it only then when it just started to get a bit physical that it was, you know, mm-hmm. like become an alert to people? Like, I think it just goes to show that it's really like, there's not much awareness about it at all. And it seems like it's only when it's a bit physical that that's, that's a problem. Or they'd be like, oh, it's not like he was locking her up. If it was locking her up, then then it's like, then it'd be a problem. Like she, she, could, she could have left whenever she wanted. She's free to walk out, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's where it becomes with like emotional abuse is so much. It's so hard to like to show that you're being emotionally abused, and it's hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A lot of them didn't lack. A lot of them lacked the insight into like what emotional abuse is really. Because if you're being emotionally mm-hmm. abused, you can't just walk out. Otherwise, it's not emotional abuse. But I I found it interesting that um, initially before they brought. Like, spoiler alert, by the way, to everyone listening. <laughs> but, like, before they brought, like, the girls and the guys into the same room, um, it seemed as though a lot of the guys were were on the man's side. Um, where, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, I think the women was, were always kind of divided. But at the start, it was, like, a, I think there's only one guy who was, like, siding with the women. Like, they were all supporting the guy to begin with, which I found interesting. No, yeah, there's, there's only one guy throughout that whole thing that was literally, like, <laughs> making any sense it's yeah. one guy yeah, yeah even, no that's true even that's the true. girls most of the girls aren't making sense either yeah yeah it's true they most of the girls that like yeah they had no idea mm. but it was like I think one guy and it was crazy that he said it he was like if um if this is considered like coercive control or abuse or manipulation or something then everyone will be in the courthouse then most, <laughs> yeah that that everyone will be in the courthouse like what so it's like all these behaviors have properly been normalized to just be like a normal relationship, up and down relationship, you know. Um, it's because people these things should just happen. Like people glamour, like I find, I find this so strange. Literally, people I was thinking most of them aren't joking. Like they'll say that like, they want like someone who's a bit toxic, and I don't think most people are joking. I think that's why. Yeah. Don't you think? Because it brings drama, and I think some people like drama. Yeah, but I don't understand like how you can like. But be then, upset. they're not all right. Like, you know, <laughs> but it's it's actually so common. Like, I feel like so many people say, "Oh yeah, I don't want someone who's boring." Or, but you want to be kept on their toes. Yeah, but you can do that without like. But being... you can find that so many other ways. Why do you need to literally be emotionally put through emotional turmoil to like? Yeah. Enjoy your relationship. Like, I think if if, if you're one of those people, you you you've got a lot of. Uh reflection in a inner work to do maybe some healing from definitely you know, some sort of past relationship you had or something like this because it's not sure they shouldn't be in a relationship I feel like not everyone's ready for one at like every point in their life but which is fine I mean literally you don't need to be in a relationship but what was interesting to me was I didn't know that you could actually get um convicted for coercive control but I didn't know that that was actually like no I had no idea either yeah same I had no idea but it's just extremely difficult to prove isn't it that's what they mm-hmm. at the end it's just so hard to prove <clears throat> you would have to have like all the evidence mm. um and everything and if you're going through a relationship whatever you're not gonna be like okay I need to keep track of this evidence are you because 
especially if you're being controlled you're not- like, they probably have access to like all your like details and stuff like that so they can easily delete it which is what we saw in the thing anyway like he he literally stole her phone you know what I thought was mad as all well. I know it was just a clip but you know that um the lawyer that was like defending him and she was like uh questioning the woman I just thought how how can she do that <laughs> so like, she was literally like basically gaslighting her oh, the lawyer yeah. yeah I was like what because well, the lawyer's trying to win a case in it they have to do that. They're going to defend. She could have been narcissistic herself. <laughs> I guess the job of a lawyer is to <clears throat> defend your your client, isn't it? Yeah. I, like, is... say your client has like killed someone and you know it. You're still going to have to try and defend them and plead their innocence. One thing I read about um, covert narcissists is that they like uh, may um, enjoy like creating confusion, um, but the person that they're like interacting with um and like just causing them to like second guess themselves and like question like like literally like what they're doing all that perception so their reality yeah yeah like do you guys think coercive control should be a crime that can be like convictable like as in like given jail time for yeah because it's abuse yeah yeah i'm just checking yeah like think about everything that he did in that in that show yeah I watched it a long time ago, so I'd like correct me if I'm wrong. But like um getting her fired from her job. Yeah. So yeah. that she was completely reliant on him and had to move in with him, even though it'd been like what, just like a few weeks since they'd known each other. Mm-hmm. And like, like three months, I think it was like three months. Yeah, a few months. And there's just like a series of other things that he did that was just yeah, like so messed up. The clothes that she wore and stuff made it like uh, why you wearing that slutty makeup? And the interview that she had, and and he made her drink. She yeah. knew, he knew that she would miss it, and then like blame her for the fact that she missed the interview, and she's not paying rent or anything. And then she took a loan or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all very. Because stuff. you know That's what like the thing is, yeah. As well. That clip um, that we watched, I feel like it was actually quite like a not minor but it wasn't as like extreme as some of like the stories that I've heard um, mm-hmm. about these like coercive relationships so I think it definitely should be like a crime because yeah some people's lives literally get destroyed from having relations with these kind of people some people literally like withhold like all of their money like how how they're supposed to function like mm-hmm. they, literally, they take control of like, literally everything in their life like that yeah yeah like financial abuse I think it was good though that they kind of showed a, a, a slightly more like subtle if you want to call it clip because it exposed the fact yeah. that so many of us still don't like know what coercive control is or like what emotional abuse is unless mm-hmm. it's extreme when it doesn't have to just be extreme yeah, to yeah literally I think it's best to see it in its most subtle form as well because it's like you'll be able to pick up on those those behaviours. <clears throat> yeah, probably- and you know what? Even just recognise those behaviours in yourself. Yeah. Because you might not even know that you're like mm-hmm. being manipulative or like actually like having these tendencies. So yeah, yeah, I think it's good to just become educated on it. Do you think? So you, do you, think you can just check you yourself, be, isn't it? Do you think you can be unintentionally manipulative? Yeah, I've seen it happen a lot. <laughs> I, I definitely. I think people who are being manipulative are intentionally being manipulative I think they know what they're doing no like I do I do agree with you Hadisa but I think 
there's some things that people do that they might not necessarily know is wrong. Mm. Like this is like completely like different to this sort of um, topic, but for example, stealthing. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. would not know that's actually like part of like rape. They would know that it's actually wrong to do that. Yeah. Same with like I think people certain... know it's wrong. No, but so I, I, was, I don't think a lot of people do. They know how wrong it is. I, I think it's minor. Like they wouldn't rape someone. They would say, "I would never rape someone," but it's okay. But you 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 do that instead. Like they don't. I don't think they realize the extent of it. So same way with like these uh, manipulations, they don't realize like how manipulative they're actually being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's because of like the definition that they have of these things, though, isn't it? Like the definition mm-hmm. they probably have of manipulation, the definition they have of rape is like probably extremely like extreme that they don't mm-hmm. think that what they're doing is classed as can be classed under those things. So yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Also, at the same time, I think they know that what they're doing is wrong. For example, like I think someone who knows, someone knows that stealthing is wrong because the person doesn't know that they're taking the condom off. They know yeah, that they don't tell them. Yeah, like they withhold the information. Yeah. That's true. But I was going to say, I also feel like in some cultures, um, there are certain things that are like just normal. So like in like some West African cultures, for example, like Nigeria, Ghana, like Congo, it's quite common for like the man, for example, to be in control of like the finances in the relationship, expect the woman to come home and like cook clean for them, do this, do that. Like the woman can't challenge them. Like if the woman knows that they're out having an affair, like the, the woman's not allowed to say anything about it. And like the man has like a lot of control of behaviors that the society just deems normal. And they'll say like, oh, well, he's the man, he's the husband, you know, it's fine. And they display, not all of them, but there are a lot who display a lot of manipulative behavior. And if you were to confront them on it, they would just say that that's how things are because that's how they were brought up. Mm-hmm. Patriarchal, misogynistic. Yeah, but it happens, um, it happens all the time. That, like, I don't even want to label it a cultural thing, you know, because it's just the way that it's been for a long time. But it, that's something that just needs to be broken down, to be honest. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a huge problem in, like, a lot of societies because the women are literally at, like, the beck and call of their husbands and, like, in some of these families, like, the women aren't allowed to even, like, work, you know? And that's another element of controlling your wife because she doesn't have yeah. her own income. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's why I, I was I agree with you that a lot of the time people know that yeah. they're but I think sometimes some people can be so brainwashed by, like, their own behaviour and their peers' behaviour that they just think it's normal. That's a really good point. That is a really good point, and how like uh, I guess women are controlled in a lot of in a lot of cultures. Mm. So like how you break that down, I guess yeah, that's like a different. That's gonna be like a different conversation altogether, and how you even tackle that. Um, mm-hmm. It would even affect like how these women could seek help from like outside agencies because like they go to the police, and like the police would be siding with the men. But I've seen conversations about this on Twitter, like real, real life things happening to people in, um, I think it was Ghana. And like the police were even saying that like the wife, they're like, oh, but is he not your husband? Are you not supposed to be like serving him? Like the police would say that as well. Yeah, it's like there's a complete disregard for women's rights and the whole patriarchal nature of how the whole society is set up. And then you have like the police who are, what's the word, Um, corrupt as well. Yeah, and so it's it's really difficult in a lot of those places.
how do you think um, someone comes to be a narcissistic person? Narcissistic? Yeah, like how, how do you think like people become? Um, I actually don't know. Maybe yeah. their childhood. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe their childhood in a relationship with their parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's what neglects. There's like different theories about this that have actually been like discussed and like written about um, about like the two different types of narcissism. So like the grandiose and then the, um, the covert. And they were saying like people with like grandiose narcissism, for example, they're more likely to be um, when they during their childhood, they were more likely to be treated like they were like superior or above others. Um, and then like these expectations mm-hmm. then followed them as they became adults and like they t- they have like more of a tendency to like brag or like feel elitist whereas um people with covert mm-hmm. narcissism were more likely to have um childhood like neglect or abuse and because of this they use like their narcissistic behaviors to help protect them against like feelings of inadequacy which is why it might be harder to tell um like a covert narcissist from someone who's so out there but yeah, there's actually a lot of literature on it, um, like a lot of different like, theories. Because I read something before, because um, they they argue that like all children are like narcissists. So it's like, um, mm-hmm. how do we actually transition out of that into normal being? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say normal, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like functioning yeah well because because children are very self-absorbed and they just want yeah. things for themselves and you have to teach them how to share and mm-hmm. you have yeah, to teach yeah. them that other people have feelings and stuff like that literally yeah. like theory guess, of mind and all that sort of stuff you have to tell yeah like yeah true yeah i guess you just grow up you just get that awareness as you get older really so are we saying that narcissists have, haven't grasped that awareness since they were like six <laughs> years old <laughs> they're like a six-year-old's yeah. brain I mean, in ways, I think it's also, it can be a heavy result of parenting as well. And, yeah. like, and environmental factors. I think so maybe their brain hasn't developed. Maybe. You know, I had someone ask me once, um, they were like, so did someone have to tell you that you have to like think about other people, um, <laughs> like their feelings, or did, like, did you just know? This is a, like, a, like a, I don't know, how old is he? I don't know. Let's just say like 30 for example like it was like, like a fully developed okay person. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was a bit thrown back to when I was, I was like what what <laughs> I, was, I, I, I said like I just I, you know I just like no 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 one had to like explicitly say that to me but so they said that someone had to tell tell him that literally in like adulthood oh wow yeah like they, they were actually like confused like wow like there's some some people out there who just who just naturally like think about other people's like needs and empathetic and stuff like that just like like, they were literally like bamboozled do you think narcissism is correlated to like success to a degree i think so yeah in fact yes yes 100% because you see all these billionaires for example they haven't become billionaires by like thinking about other people and thinking about the effects of their actions on the masses Mm, true like Mm. they they literally exploit like the working not even just the working class they they exploit just like workers in general Mm. yeah that's true but do you think they're narcissists 
I don't know if I'd label them you are a narcissist but I would say they have narcissism <laughs> like or like because may, because they have such like an inflated sense of like importance they would like do anything in their journey to like get to where they like want to be like at the top yeah. of their game or whatever um yes yeah, so maybe you could argue that they're more successful so I we're saying like- capitalism breeds narcissism <laughs> is that what we're saying now yeah actually. what do you think that's what essentially you're saying because if you live in a system that just values like economic growth and um creating profit and and in and um what's the opposite of collectivism why am i socialism in, I don't know. no like independence like individualism individualism individual i don't know why it took you ages <laughs> yeah like individualism and stuff like that then you're just going to be out for what you can get and just getting as much as you can as much power as much money as much resources so then essentially but it just it, it does it does baffle me to be honest because it's like when you actually like dig deep and whatnot it's like why does that power actually mean so much to them because like, with power comes control you can control people mm. Why is it why is your that world so much importance? Why why is it so important? I think it's a part of human nature. Is that how they derive meaning from their life? I think so, honestly. I, I think that is probably a factor. Like a lot of people are uh, afraid of like mediocre me a lot of people are afraid of being mediocre. And to be honest, that- I hundred percent I feel like that yeah. as well. Like oftentimes I'll just sit here and I'm like, I really was not put on the planet to be doing this or like doing if I'm doing something and I think like why am I doing this I'm literally like why like I don't need to be doing this you know what I mean so I think a lot of people like they just fear me like being so is that inflating your own sense of importance (laughs) do you know what I don't even think it's that do you know what I think it is I think it's because we don't have very good um like well like standards of well-being in that if that we're not happy unless we're like actually have control over our lives to have control over over our lives we have to have a cer- certain social standing certain amount of money um a certain amount of influence and we don't get that until we're you know at the top of a ladder of this ladder and to get there you have to not be mediocre yeah I mean I know what you mean because like for example I'm always thinking of like the next best thing but one thing I, I don't know I think about it a lot like I always think of like where I came from or like where I was before it's like for example even the job I'm in now whether I'm satisfied or happy or not I always think like right now in this stage of my life this is the best job I've ever had and this is the most relevant job I've I've had today and this is the most money I've ever made before and like this is the best position I've been in so far because like even though we're always trying to achieve something new like you've got to think about where you like where you came from where you started you know I was a student literally two years ago you know like it wasn't that long ago I, I remind myself of that and I don't get like down about it, you know. Started from the bottom, now we're here. One. Basically. No, that's good. That's a really good way to think. And to celebrate your wins and to celebrate like your progression and everything. And so we've come to another episode, the end of another episode on narcissism, course of control. It's been quite, it's been fun. It's been fun. I've enjoyed this conversation. Stay tuned for the next episode in two weeks or so. I know like we've been very sporadic with it because life has been 
long. Life has been busy. But, um, very busy, very, very busy. As we work our nine to fives, or for Lucy, we're like eight, eight to seven to eight. eight. And, so, and I was, uh, before I was on night shift for like a month straight, so I kind of messed things up a bit as well. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, we will talk to you guys soon. And until then, go listen to us of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>